Chapters 1 through 10 of the Anchoridian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Anchoridian by Epictetus. Translated by Percy Matheson. Chapter 1. Of all existing things, some are in our power, and others are not in our power. In our power are thought, impulse, will to get, and will to avoid, and, in a word, everything which is our own doing. Things not in our power include the body, property, reputation, office, and, in a word, everything which is not our own doing. Things in our power are by nature free, unhindered, untrammeled. Things not in our power are weak, servile, subject to hindrance, dependent on others. Remember, then, that if you imagine that what is naturally slavish is free, and what is naturally in others is your own, you will be hampered, you will mourn, you will be put to confusion, you will blame gods and men. But if you think that only your own belongs to you, and that what is in others is indeed in others, no one will ever put compulsion or hindrance on you, you will blame none, you will accuse none, you will do nothing against your will, no one will harm you, you will have no enemy, for no harm can touch you. Aiming then at these high matters, you must remember that to attain them requires more than ordinary effort. You will have to give up some things entirely, and put off others for the moment. And if you would have these also, office and wealth, it may be that you will fail to get them, just because your desire is set on the former, and you will certainly fail to attain those things which alone bring freedom and happiness. Make it your study, then, to confront every harsh impression with the words, You are but an impression, and not at all what you seem to be. Then test it by those rules that you possess, and first by this, the chief test of all. Is it concerned with what is in our power, or with what is not in our power? And if it is concerned with what is not in our power, be ready with the answer that it is nothing to you. Chapter 2 Remember that the will to get promises attainment of what you will, and the will to avoid promises escape from what you avoid. And he who fails to get what he wills is unfortunate, and he who does not escape what he wills to avoid is miserable. If then you try to avoid only what is unnatural in the region within your control, you will escape from all that you avoid. But, if you try to avoid disease, or death, or poverty, you will be miserable. Therefore, let your will to avoid have no concern with what is not in man's power. Direct it only to things in man's power that are contrary to nature. But for the moment, you must utterly remove the will to get. For if you will to get something not in man's power, you are bound to be unfortunate while none of the things in man's power that you could honorably will to get is yet within your reach. Impulse to act and not to act, these are your concern. Yet exercise them gently and without strain and provisionally. Chapter 3 When anything from the meanest thing upwards is attractive or serviceable or an object of affection, remember always to say to yourself, what is its nature? If you are fond of a jug, say you are fond of a jug, then you will not be disturbed if it be broken. 
if you kiss your child or your wife, say to yourself that you are kissing a human being, for then if death strikes it, you will not be disturbed. Chapter 4 When you are about to take something in hand, remind yourself what manner of thing it is. If you are going to bathe, put before your mind what happens in the bath. Water pouring over some, others being jostled, some reviling, others stealing, and you will set to work more securely if you say to yourself at once, I want to bathe, and I want to keep my will in harmony with nature, and so in each thing you do. For in this way, if anything turns up to hinder you in your bathing, you will be ready to say, I did not want only to bathe, but to keep my will in harmony with nature, and I shall not so keep it if I lose my temper at what happens. Chapter 5 what disturbs men's minds is not events, but their judgments on events. For instance, death is nothing dreadful, or else Socrates would have thought it so. No, the only dreadful thing about it is men's judgment that it is dreadful. And so, when we are hindered, or disturbed, or distressed, let us never lay the blame on others, but on ourselves, that is, on our own judgments. To accuse others for one's own misfortunes is a sign of want of education. To accuse oneself shows that one's education has begun. To accuse neither oneself nor others shows that one's education is complete. Chapter 6 Be not elated at an excellence which is not your own. If the horse in his pride were to say, I am handsome, we could bear with it. But when you say with pride, I have a handsome horse, Know that the good horse is the ground of your pride. You ask then what you can call your own. The answer is, the way you deal with your impressions. Therefore, when you deal with your impressions in accord with nature, then you may be proud indeed, for your pride will be in a good which is your own. Chapter 7 When you are on a voyage, and your ship is at anchorage, and you disembark to get fresh water, you may pick up a small shellfish or a shuffle by the way, but you must keep your attention fixed on the ship, and keep looking towards it constantly to see if the helmsman calls you. And if he does, you have to leave everything, or be bundled on board with your legs tied like a sheep. So it is in life. If you have a dear wife or child given you, they are like the shellfish or the truffle. They are very well in their way. Only, if the helmsman call, run back to your ship leave all else, and do not look behind you. And if you are old, never go far from the ship, so that when you are called, you may not fail to appear. Chapter 8 Ask not that events should happen as you will, but let your will be that events should happen as they do, and you shall have peace. Chapter 9 Sickness is a hindrance to the body, but not to the will, unless the will consent. Lameness is a hindrance to the leg, but not to the will. Say this to yourself at each event that happens, for you shall find that though it hinders something else, it will not hinder you. Chapter 10 When anything happens to you, always remember to turn to yourself and ask what faculty you have to deal with it. If you see a beautiful boy or a beautiful woman, you will find continence the faculty to exercise there. If trouble is laid on you, 
you will find endurance. If rivalry, you will find patience. And if you train yourself in this habit, your impressions will not carry you away. End of chapters 1 through 10. Recorded by John Peterson.